Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on Cricket Podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman, alongside me, Jared Kimber. And for the second time in this test match, uh, we are avoiding the rain and uh, trying to get out of the stiff breeze that's whipping around this ground. It's cold, it's murky, the floodlights have been on for most of the day, if not all of it. And unfortunately, it's been another washed out affair. Uh, Australia finishing it 80 for four. Uh, with Steve Smith at the crease, of course. So, no doubt, he will be our player of the day. Uh, thanks for listening. This is a following on podcast. So, Jared, here we are again, English summer and all that. Uh, shall we start with uh, what action we actually got today? We got more than on day one, not quite as much on day two, but days three and four, or rather uh, four or five, look like they might be... Uh, full 98 over affairs we can but dream of such riches uh, but let's start with well yes player of the day <laughs> player had, of the day you were having a conversation with yourself well that is kind of what <laughs> I'm doing I was there ah player of the day uh, player of the day, Jared, can't possibly be Stephen Smith, despite his uh, unbeaten effort. Um, he's, um, yeah, he's not player of the day. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay. Who is player of the day? Well, the Stephen Smith, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's really weird. What's Australia? They're like 80 for four or something, right? But they're really, 80, they're really 160 for four. How'd you work that one out? Because he's still there and he's worth everything that he's worth. So in, in, in many ways... That's, that's really poor mass. He's worth everything that he's worth. Well, no, but think about it this way, right? So WinViz has England, um, so the CrickViz predictor, has England slightly ahead at the moment, right? But if you factor in that Steve Smith is batting, how could you... Well, surely they have factored that in. No, so Australia could make... Hang on, that's the point, actually. I've never really thought about that. Winvis, does that factor in the quality of the batsman 
at the crease. It certainly does. And uh, in so there you go. They're, in they're this England case, ahead. In England the, win. It's one all going to Headingley. You're listening to following on. <laughs> in this case, I think it's wrong. What I would say is this. So Australia's 80 for four, but Steve Smith's in. So Australia could be bowled out for 153 and they could make 420. That is the Steve Smith ability. That's why I never believe Winvis. Yeah, but, that, but Winvis only tells us what has happened so far and what the predictability is from then on in. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. We can only predict so much. <laughs> so, you know, otherwise you wouldn't be making a cricket predictor, would you? You'd be predicting the stock market or something else and making a lot more money. I think that's what this is kind of based on, isn't it? And there is links between betting on horses and betting on the market. Definitely. So what I'm saying is we live in a state at the moment. So we're sort of, is it Pavlov's dog? We're, we're Pavlov's cat? Schroeder's, Schroeder's, Schroeder's cat. We're Schrodinger's cat. That's the one. Pavlov's dog's one that, that... Pavlov's dog is a cake, a dog no, eating a cake. It's not a dog In New Zealand. Cat. You don't know what you're talking about. But Schrodinger's cat. So at this stage, Australia are bowled out for 150. And at the same time, they've made 400. So we're living in two universes where both of these things are possible. Yeah, I've only seen one possibility, and it's not the uh, 150 all-out version. So hang on. So Steve Smith <laughs> is our player of the day. He's always our player of the day. Who should be our player of the day? Yeah, that's fine. That story of the day. Oh, I think story of the day is, I think for the first time, we've just seen how weak Australia's batting is, I suppose. They, they I think got... we saw that on day one of Edgbaston. I was going to say, we, I think we saw it a bit in Edgbaston. I think they were really, really ropey, I think, at times today. And, you know, the fact that Wade, with all this incredible form, was what, has a score of 23, 24 balls, whatever it is, really does show you how ropey their batting is, I think. I think... I. When it was grey and it looked like it was in England's favour, they were all over them, weren't they? Um, so. I think the last 10 overs, it's been like 13 runs, three wickets. Australia didn't bowl particularly well yesterday. England didn't bowl particularly well for 45 minutes today. They yeah. bowled too short and then suddenly they're like, oh, hang on a second. Let's test the uh, abilities of the batsman on the drive or defensively, pitch it up and hey, presto, wickets are, are plenty. So I've got, I've got this theory that where you put fielders, even if you don't tell the bowler to do that thing, the, field, the bowler will bowl towards that field because it's a natural thing. So if you put in a forced slip, the bowler will bowl naturally a little bit wider of off stump, right? So when they put that leg slip in for Joffre Archer, it should have been for the odd ball or the surprise ball that bounced a little bit extra. Instead, he started bowling for leg slip, which is not what you want to do when it's overcast and you're playing against Australian top order players who can't play pitched up. I mean, Travis Head went out today to a ball that went dead straight and did absolutely nothing. I'm not sure you need too much funkiness. Just put the ball in the right area and continue to do that. Ball of the day. There was a short ball. I've just, <laughs> having just said all that, there was a short ball down the leg side that Joffre Archer got some glove that just went over the wicketkeeper. Bancroft, isn't it? Yeah, Bancroft, which I, I really liked. I can't think of anything else. And there were some good balls. What, what have you got? It was the over that got rid of Bancroft, I thought. It wasn't necessarily a specific ball, but it was the setup that was evident. We were expecting the pitched up ball to be ball three. It was a short delivery. Um, and that was after two two balls on a decent length. Then there was a short one when you're expecting the full delivery. Then came the full delivery and Bancroft was at LBW. So I think the setup, it was a shame it took him seven overs to get there. But then when you consider he bowled, what, 13 overs and went for 18 runs or something silly. Archer is going to bowl so much better than that. I think I still go with my ball today, but the actual ball to take Bancroft was... <laughs> it was ridiculous. In fact, a couple of the balls today were just, were just incredibly good from, from him. And um, uh, look, he can bowl with Shofra Archer. I don't know, where's he been? 
shot of the day. I'm not sure if the listeners can pick up the quizzical expressions that myself and Jarrah gave each other just then. (laughs) Shot of the day. Uh, Steve Smith played a very good leg glance. People don't talk about the leg glance enough, do they? Uh, Herschel Gibbs and I had a a brief chat on Twitter about uh, Herschel's idea that you just bowl really fast Yorkers at leg stump to to Steve Smith. But I've seen teams try that. And at one stage, I think um, Stuart Broad went for one of those today. And he glanced the very next ball for four, despite the fact that fine leg was back, uh, which is a a tough thing to do. And it it tells you what a ridiculous time of the ball is on the leg side. Uh, We are at the moment cowering underneath the media centre. Can you imagine spending money to sit? in these seats it's so cold I don't think this is the coldest cricket ground in world cricket especially if you're sitting undercover the wind just whips around it is ridiculous um, let's hear from uh, a couple of the players that were fronted up to the press we're not we're not at the press conferences myself and Jarrah Kimber so we don't actually know who's speaking today let's find out <laughs> yeah I mean we were desperate to to continue desperate to get out there it was good bowling conditions at Laws and it's probably the best as a bowling unit, we've bowled in this series so far. Um, three wickets, I think, we got in the day and created a few other chances. So, um, yeah, a lot of time has been lost in this test match. But with the way we bowled this morning, there's still a chance of a result. And uh, we have to probably knock Australia over by lunch tomorrow. And that'll be our aim. And the way we do that is bowl how we did today. I think we had to push our lengths up slightly from... Um, the first 40 minutes but also the heavy roller always has an impact on that you could tell the pitch was um, reacting quite slowly in that first half an hour and then the the heavy roller seemed to wear off slightly and it just kissed through a bit so we made use of the conditions we had in front of us and um, I I think we made the Australian batsmen play a lot which was was really important Um, but now moving ahead to tomorrow we might get hopefully get sunnier skies and the fact that there's no rain around um, but we'll have to to bowl with the same disciplines as we did today. Um, the key is not to to feel like we have to rush and everything has to happen in the first hour. There's still 98 hours of each day um, to come in two days. So that's a lot of cricket, and uh, we believe we can get a result in this game. And actually, I think it's set up for a, a brilliant two days cricket. Well, Steve, well, it's an interestingly balanced test match this at the moment, isn't it? Where do you think things are after day three, I think it is? Oh, it was a long way to go in the test match. It's really only just started, so um, it's hard to put a gauge on where it's at at the moment. Uh, we've obviously got to get some runs in the first innings to get on par with England, and then if we can do that and get ahead, then we see we're a chance of um, doing well in the game. But I think both sides right now are a long way from victory. Both sides probably think they can win it, but there's a lot of work to go, and obviously the weather will come into it. And, of course, Steve Smith, if he takes it away from England in the way that he did at Edgbaston, you know, you you could win it really easily by kind of lunchtime on Sunday. Well, yeah, that's being optimistic. Um, look, you can't expect the one person to score runs every test match. It's, that's um, uh, not realistic, I guess. But, uh, look, we've got some other players. Matthew Wade's in good form. And Tim Payne, I think, is hitting the ball as well as anyone. So, And we've got a good lower order. So, um, you know, it's all about combining as a team, not relying on one person. So... I think that's um, a plan that's fraught with danger if you expect one person to score runs all the time. Rant of the day, Jared. I mean, apart from the fact it is bitterly cold, uh, the fact that England are probably going to draw this match when they'll feel that they can win it. Um, there's not too much making me angry today. I don't want to be one of these you know, types that's just gerrymander a, a fake bit of uh, angry audio just to get people going. I mean, is there anything that rolled you today? No, I can't think of anything. I mean, we didn't see that much cricket. Um, and Australia aren't very good with the bat. We kind of knew that before. There were no weird umpiring decisions. Uh, I... Oh, no, there was. No, there was, actually. Travis Head wasn't given out LBW. 
Oh. And how Matthew Wade was given at LBW and the ball pitched outside leg. So there was two. That's how bad the umpiring's been. There were two glaring errors today. I'm so angry about this. And you've just swatted it aside as a, as a normal, normal day. Two glaring errors in one session of Test cricket. Umpires make uh, 7% of their uh, decisions are incorrect and uh, that was just part of it. It's part of the game, John. Well, it shouldn't be part of the game, Jared. I'm so angry about this. Uh, call in 08717 I'm only joking. Did you forget the number or did you just... <laughs> I didn't forget the number there, but I didn't actually want an off-com uh, from people ringing in that number and getting annoyed that they can't get through to the following on podcast. Unluckiest of the day. Oh, uh, OK. Um, I, I think Joffrey Archer probably bowled well enough to get more wickets, didn't he? Um... England might feel they were unlucky not to be able to get another half an hour or an hour uh, in conditions that very much favoured the bowlers. But I suppose, you know, the fact that it rained off two sessions of the day gave them that cloud cover, gave them the threat of rain, kind of unsettled the Aussies' minds as well. So I don't think you could be that unlucky. Um, no, no one was that unlucky, really, were they? Um, uh, all three of the bowlers got wickets, didn't they? All three of the frontline teamers got wickets. Um, Jack Leach didn't get a bowl. That's unlucky, isn't it? Or, although it might actually uh, keep his reputation intact. I'm not sure. Maybe not bowling to Steve Smith is surely lucky. Not unlucky. A lull of the day? Was there anything funny today? I don't remember a single time of David Warner clanging a ball 40 metres away with his giant paws like yesterday, which was genuinely funny. Um, oh, well, what about Steve? It, this, OK, this is almost rant of the day, but I want it to be lull of the day. So Stephen Smith leaves the ball in a really weird way, right? And every time it happens, people react to it like they've never seen him do it before. And he's been doing it for years. I know there was a break. I can't remember why. He had a year off, uh, personal reasons, I believe. But... He's been leaving the ball in a weird way for years with these weird samurai movements and, you know, and, and then suddenly today everyone was talking about it. So it's, it's at once, every time he does it, it's a lull of the day, but also a little bit weird that people have only just started noticing again. I find it strange that he only seems to do it at the start of his innings. He puts it away after it reaches 20. Well, it's tiring after a while. For those who haven't seen it, it's a bit like he's trying to chop someone off at the knees. Well, I mean, the, the best way of explaining, if you remember, if you're old enough to remember Courtney Walsh, it's very much like that. And if if you're a Arrested Development fan, that's the one that everyone kept mentioning today. Uh, you know, the start, the you know, doing your own Star Wars uh, lightsaber tricks in your backyard, in your in your bedroom, which or in your garage, I think, which we've all done, to be fair. Ravi's your Deja start, I suppose. Mistake of the day. Well, we, I mean, I suppose those two umpiring uh, decisions. I can't think of many others. Uh, I, I mean, I genuinely think England bowled incorrectly to Bancroft. I think you just bowl at and around off stump for Bancroft and he goes out and he, they didn't do that. But it hasn't cost them anything, has it? It's not a big deal. Um, also, um, Wokes bowled over the wicket to Travis Head and as I proved uh, conclusively on Twitter today, you always bowl around the wicket if you're a right-arm seaman to Travis Head. Moment of the day. Oh, it's got to be Joffre Archer's first wicket in Test cricket, don't you think? First of many, um, hopefully in this Test match, hopefully in the next couple of days. It's a sign of things to come for England. Um, a selection headache, to insert a cliche, once uh, Jimmy Anderson's back and fit, because Wokes, you know, has performed admirably. Uh, Stuart Board taking the new ball last night, I thought was interesting, considering... He uh, was dropped about three tests ago. Uh, now he has taken the new ball ahead of Joffre Archer. Uh, again, that was interesting. But, yeah, moment uh, of the day for me, Joffre Archer, with his first test wicket. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's that great moment where you see his hair coming back when they, when they do the super slow-mo of his foot coming down. It just, yeah, I mean, 
we love everything about Joffre Archer. I mean, you know, it, it's a shame he didn't play one test without numbers on his back, just so we could have that, that extra image of him, just a little bit more pure. But everything's almost perfect about him. Is that not correct? That is correct. We will finish this podcast uh, in agreement. And also, let's also agree never to wait five hours after the end of a day's play before we do the following on podcast. Because you know what? I told you about three hours ago there was going to be no more play. I'm not blaming you for not doing the podcast earlier. Certainly the 45 minutes I spent on the phone trying to book flights to New Zealand held us back a little bit. I came upstairs to record it and you sent me away twice. Your apology is accepted. Uh, Join us tomorrow. We will have much more cricket to talk about. 98 overs of it, hopefully. It'll be sunny, we'll be warm, there'll be bonhomie, and it'll just be good times. Well, actually, no. Yeah, whatever he just said. Uh, You're listening to the following on podcast. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes or Acast and join us after day four here at Lords, where uh, hopefully it's a little bit warmer. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 